When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hello, hey, everybody. I'm Andrew Farmer. I'm Anna Dresden. And this is Scary, scary Stories to, to Tell in the Pod. A podcast about the scary stories books from your childhood, probably. And also other things that scare you. And other things that scare you. The stories that we tell each other to make each other go, ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> if that was if that was a reaction to something I had said, ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> It does sound like a thing that like a seven year old who's an adult would say. Um, I I just have to say real fast. Uh, a friend of ours uh, was editing this like this like uh, Halloween kind of interstitial thing for kids, and um, showed an outtake in which like it's one of those things where it's like reach into this bucket and like what do you feel? Mm-hmm. But it's like an actual person's hand. Who's mm-hmm. like, a, and this little girl like reaches in to touch it and just immediately goes, oh, scary. And they're like, "What? Go!" And she and she just keeps going. Scary? No. Oh, scary. 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 She's like smiling a little bit. Right. And she's got big glasses on. And it, I think that I, I know this. Like, I'm telling this, and you're like, "Why on earth are you telling this story?" That's a completely organic reaction. But I think there's something very funny to me about her not saying, "I'm scared," but like she's describing the situation. Like she is scary. standing on the outside of herself, commenting on this situation. Yeah. This is scary. She also then, when they take the box off and she sees it's a hand, she screams like she's seeing a dead body. Full, like, deep existential horror scream. Her face transforms. But then immediately when she realizes it's a joke, she goes, scary. She, like, smiles and says, scary. This is fun and scary. Yeah. And she, like, it's just her journey of, like, describing the situation, feeling full body horror, going back to being like, see, I was right. This is scary. And that is sort of the whole deal with scary stories in general. That's why we tell them so we can make ourselves scream and then say scary. (laughs) So we are now um, in these episodes in like the second part episodes of the week. uh, We cover stuff you've told us about from your from your town uh, that's scary urban legends that we may not know about. Um, But to to kick off, we're going to call it. I'm going to call it now. We're going to call it the uh, urban legisode. Love. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Whatever. Anna Anna is um, a real pro. I'm a branding expert. I'm really bad at taking pictures, but I'm a good, uh, good <laughs> um, titler. And we thought, like, what better place to start for Urban Legends than the classic? The classic. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Um, which, okay, are you ready for something wild? Please. Do you know that, that Bloody Mary is, like um, – that's a specific term for certain – that's a regional term. And then in other parts of the country, it does not specify on Wikipedia where they call her Scary Mary. Yes. that You just told me this in the car and it 
blew my mind because it's so much worse. I yeah, I mean it. It's less descriptive. You you put it best when you were like, that sounds like a, like your mom's friend who like gets mean at parties. Oh, she has a margarita machine in her house at all times and gets really mean at parties. <laughs> and like everyone's like, yeah, but she's funny. And you've never heard this woman say something funny. She's just mean and loud. Right. Yeah. And then it, she's one of those people who's like, well, what what shows do you watch? And then you like say a show that is fairly popular. And then she's like, I hate that show. Yeah. It's like, well, what? How, are we, how do we go from, where do we go from here? She has a Mary Kay party and then like, Reminds you why she's now selling Mary Kay. Yeah. People are scared to not go to her birthday. <laughs> that's scary Mary. And that's scary Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bloody Mary. This is a thing that your parents probably know. I also just discovered that this is a regional thing that mm-hmm. like um, Bo and Yang, our friend, knew what it was. Uh, he's from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then Melissa Villasenor, who's from out here. I don't think she knew what it was. That's wild. And then, yeah, people from Chicago knew what it was, but then I think Steve Castillo knew what it was, and he's from Oklahoma. So there's, like, no rhyme or reason about, like, where yeah. this started. She's definitely of – she's definitely, like, of the world – I think there's, like, a larger folklore term for, like, the scorned ghost woman. Yeah. You know, like La, La Llorona. La Llorona, yeah. She fits in that. Yeah. Um, Something I, bad happened, and now she does ghosty things – yeah, there's a Japanese um, equivalent uh, and a Japanese equivalent called Honoko-san who like dates back to like World War II and it's that she's in bathroom stalls. Oh. And if you knock on a – like if you go to a stall and you knock on the door and you say like, Honoko-san, are you there? And she'll be like, yes, I'm here. And then if you don't knock and ask, in some regions in Japan, you open it and then a, like a three-headed monster eats you who is not Honoko-san. So I don't really know oh. what there is to worry about her. But anyway. Uh, I just got full body chills. Someone let scary. us know though. That is very – I will say like in doing some light in doing some light urban legend um, folklore stuff, like Japan has us all beat. They've got the best oh, yeah. scary figures in folklore ever. Um, but, I think it's more uh, – my friend Kirk uh, D'Amato lived in Japan for a little bit and they rented him a house that no Japanese person would rent because it was just considered to be haunted that they would only rent it to like Western people who were visiting. Oh my God. And he says he got pushed hard down the stairs by a ghost. Oh. Um, Wait, he got pushed hard? He got pushed hard down the stairs. That, that's He felt a... two hands on his back and pushed him down the stairs. Oh, honestly, like that's the most, if a friend told me that, that would be the most concrete evidence of a ghost. Because oh, that's not yeah. just like, I had a strange feeling when I was waking up. Like, no. You know what it feels like when someone pushes you. Yeah. I do you know. do you come from a family? Do you, do you come from like a ghost family? No. Um, I don't think Jews do ghosts. My dad is Jewish and that's I think true. it's sort of like. Um, Dibbix. That's kind of a, that, but that's like, it? that's like a. Yeah, no, it just sort of is open. like, you got to open a 401k somewhere. <laughs> you got to like yeah. talk to your uncle about your taxes kind that's, of thing where it's like, we don't have time. That's the thing. Like also it's like, there's. <laughs> In in we talked in the last episode about like the 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 feeling of like there being nothing for you to be scared of, so you have to invent reasons to be scared. Oh yeah. Like if you're part of a marginalized community, like you're not exactly like trying to think up things to be scared of. Yeah. Um My mom saw a ghost when she was a kid. Or she said that she had a dream that she was sleeping and she woke up and her grandmother was sitting in the chair in her oh, room and God. she said, Go back to sleep. She was like, All right. Mm. And then in the morning she found out that she died or oh, something. Oh wow. 
Yeah. I see, I like those. I like those too. Yeah. I think Irish Catholic people are ghostful. It's very comforting. Yeah. It's a ghost. How about you? What was your so family? my so I I come from a very Irish Catholic family. Um and I think there's an element I think I think for a lot of Irish Catholic people there's an element of like um like, okay, look, you've got we've already got Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and Mary and angels and a bunch of saints. Like if you want ghosts, that's too greedy. <laughs> it's like we've already you we've already got enough stuff. Um, although Catholics have like exorcism and stuff. There's so, a lot of ghosts. I like feel like it's like things. once you add in saints, there's enough characters. So it's yeah. like you can – like there's going to be a ghost, a ghost Pokemon. You right, know, like there's right, enough. Right. I think I think my – I did not grow up – I grew up in a religious household. I would not say that we were like um, – like uh, spiritual and that it's like I had this feeling of a, of a ghost yeah. in the house. Um, but my – one of my brothers and I, I think we just have like a, a deep fascination with it, uh-huh. you know. Um, and I don't know – I don't know why. I think because it's fun. It's fun to think of ghosts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not, a, not a terribly superstitious family. Uh, but I will say that I have never done this. I've never done the Bloody Mary ritual. Yeah, um, it's wait, too scary for me. So, what's like the backstory? Okay, because to me, this is connected to Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, which here's the weird thing. So, on Wikipedia, um, which is the ultimate in all research, it's a uh, book. Yeah, it's got Pedia in it, which is Latin. It's yeah. Latin for book. <laughs> um, Wikipedia just barely mentions the connection to Mary Queen of Scots, which I'm like, that kind of feels like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so here's what it says. Uh, historically, the Bloody Mary ritual encouraged young women, specifically, that's interesting, hmm. to walk up a flight of stairs backward, oh, holding a scary. candle, holding a candle and a hand mirror <gasps> in a darkened house. Oh, this is too complicated. That's so scary. I've what never if you heard live that. In a ranch? Yeah. I thought it was just bathroom with the lights out. No, the backwards. St- I mean, that, I think this is how it starts. Can you imagine if you like went through the process of having a child and then you walked in and saw them doing that? Yeah. I- I'm, I think I would send them to a convent immediately. Like if you forever peed a little bit when you sneezed because of this child that you like spent so much money at a fertility doctor and then like once they were at the age of reason, they were doing this with their body that you gave them. <laughs> um, and it doesn't end there. Oh, God. Um, as they gazed into the mirror, no. they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. That's weird. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead, indicating that they were going to die before they would have the chance to marry. Okay. That's very goth, though. Yeah, that feels, that's like an Evanescence music video. It, and also, I believe this is uh, the game of M.A.S.H. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it started. What if in M.A.S.H., just one of the flaps you opened? Oh, no, that's a that's different. That's a fortune teller. Yeah, if, if M.A.S.H., like, in every single thing, you had to just say, like, you're going to marry the Grim Reaper. Like, sorry, Alyssa, you're going to uh, die before you get married. Yeah. Um, a mansion, an apartment, the Grim Reaper is your husband or a shack. <laughs> you live in a high-rise condo in New York, but you're married to the Grim Reaper. Oh, uh, it's fine. I'll take um, it. In the ritual of today, Bloody Mary allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke her name in an act of catopteromancy, which I'm guessing is like – Voice summoning? Is that what Can, that means? I don't know. Something summoning. Uh, this is done by repeatedly, chant, repeatedly chanting her name into a mirror in a dimly lit or candlelit room. In some traditions, the name must be repeated 13 times huh. or some other specified number of times. The Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, witch, or ghost – 
She can be friendly or evil and is sometimes – this is weird. It, this is in – just the word seen is in quotation marks. Is sometimes seen covered in blood. Um, I don't – why would they specify that? Oh, like it's that you're like, not actually seeing You're it? not actually – got it. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, the you're Lord- being gaslit by a Wikipedia page. <laughs> like, okay. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything to drink today? Um, the lore surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing at them. <laughs> Fuck, cock. <laughs> Shit, damn it. Cock. <laughs> Chew. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, the, the, here it, it escalates. Or your husband, <laughs> <laughs> or strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. <laughs> Imagine so if someone you a does sleepover. Something. Just be being in a sleepover. Like you don't really know these girls very well. They're like, "You're gonna go in here," and then you're look at you look at a ghost in the mirror. The ghost is like, "Fuck!" and then scratches your <laughs> eyes out. <laughs> And then screams? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. Imagine calling your mom after that. Um, <laughs> I got a splinter by walking on the deck barefoot, even though they told me not to. Also, I got my eyes scratched down by a ghost. <laughs> you have to come pick me up. <laughs> Imagine being eyeless in the passenger seat of your mom's car as she's driving home and like, do you want to talk about it? And you're like, no. Do you want to it's talk fine. about it? Jesus. <laughs> We go to yeah, the my mom was always looking to open emotional doors with me. <laughs> Please share more of your thoughts. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. Um, some variations of the ritual call Bloody Mary by a different name. Scary Mary, mm-hmm. Hell Mary, or Mary Worth are variations. Isn't Mary Worth like, isn't Mary Worth the un, like the not funny comic strip? Wasn't that isn't that who Mary Worth is? It's no, like what? Yes. Al, yes. Producer Alex is nodding yes. This is another uh regional thing. Yeah. No, Mary Worth just sounds like an actuary. I saw Mary Worth in the mirror. She's getting into – she's a realtor now. She's pushing a grocery cart. <laughs> yeah, Mary Worth is – Mary Worth is definitely like – This yeah, looks like an apartment like an older, 3B style, like a thing where adults just go to work in yeah, comic strips. She's like an older woman who like people come to their troubles with and she's like – I feel like in every Mary Worth, she's like, but what will we tell Travis? And it's like her hand on her face. The The, the panel mm. Alec has pulled up is two people with their hands, hands on, on their, their face. face. Wow. That must mean something. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah. Hell Mary. That's a Hell Mary, direct. I like that because that's yeah. like Hail Mary, but Hell Mary, it's oh, very clean. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. That's great. It's really fun. Yeah, and Scary Mary is – Scary Mary is like – that's for kind of God-fearing, God-fearing people. That's for people who liked Maroon 5 at the Super Bowl. Did you see – I'm sorry for this, this again, digression. Please. 
Um, did you know the Duggars? Yes. They're from uh, the 19 and yeah, counting? Yeah, and now of? it's like twenty, like 24 and counting. Too many children, yeah. So they, the internet has gone ablaze that the Duggars do not call deviled eggs deviled eggs. <gasps> they call them, I'm going to look this up, or <laughs> producer Alex, could you please look this up? Alec, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Alec! <laughs> um, uh, I want to say they're called like Angel Yellow Pocket Miracles or something. Good. What, what are they called? Angel eggs? Perfect angel. Yellow pocket angel <laughs> I was, uh, I did a comedy show that was sponsored by the Pleasure Chest, and we were all given um, <laughs> yellow pocket angel eggs to bring home. <laughs> and <laughs> I can't believe you're that. You're not supposed to use them because they have silicone in them. Yeah, you can't. I mean, don't fall asleep with them. It's not good for you. Um, yeah, that's what they call them. Uh I feel like I feel like the Duggar family calls calls Bloody Mary Maryworth, and um, I feel like they don't have mirrors. <laughs> That's true. If God wanted you to see yourself, being a bitch, He'd made you a twin. Um, and then, oh yeah, then here uh, the modern legend of Hanoko-san in Japan strongly paralyzes the Bloody Mary mythology. And so this is the only this is the only mentioning Paraly- we get. Oh, parallel. Yeah. Oh, you said paralyzes. <laughs> oh, maybe I think you did. did say it. Oh, okay. I, like, it does sort of paralyze it in the fact that it, yeah. like, dominates it because it's better. <laughs> my brain is leaking out of my ears. It's fine. Um, okay, this is, again, this is the only mention of Mary Queen of Scots that it that it brings up. And it also opens up a can of worms that I'm like, Jesus, I've never heard of this before. The modern edition of Taunting Bloody Mary regarding her baby – Indicates the legendary figure's conflation with the English queen, Mary, queen of Scots, also known as Bloody Mary, whose life was marked by a number of miscarriages or false pregnancies. You know, if you mock a ghost about having a miscarriage through a mirror, like you deserve to get your eyes scratched out and have – if she swears at you, that's – You earned that. Yeah. If you're a child mocking a woman for her fertility issues. Yeah, yikes. That's that's a line. That's a line I won't cross. I mean – Although I, that is a line a 13-year-old girl would cross. I guess so. But she wouldn't know what it meant. It's a, exactly. it's a sort of thing where a kid would say something and then get yelled at so hard because it was a horrible thing to say. But then they'd cry because they didn't really know what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's like – well, it's a little different. But that's like when one of my nephews was very young. Um, like right after I had come out, he came up to me at a wedding. Oh. He was so little. I mean this, he, this was not purposeful. But you know that joke where it's like, guess what? Chicken butt? Yeah. Yeah. So he had – he was a little kid. So he had like a very like minor speech impediment um, where instead of saying CH, he would say D. And so he came up to me and was <laughs> like, guess what? And I was like, what? And he went, dick and butt. And I was like, well. And then I re- immediately realized what was going on. But then he went around to everyone else at that wedding. And you could see from a distance like he'd be he come be like, I have a joke. And you'd see like an adult lean down and smiling and then – and then you'd see him say it, and then their faces would immediately go to concern. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he's he was, but he's that's very- heaven. I that's the only thing I want at my wedding. <laughs> hire how much did that cost? Hire a three year old to go around telling dirty jokes. Okay, guess what? Dick and butt ass sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Good. Um, my other the, our uh, my one of my other nephews who's now three. Uh, when we were visiting home a couple months ago, um, he came into my room to like because in my closet are still like all my old toys. So he came into my room and he saw that there was just one bed, and he was like, "There's only one bed in here." And I was oh. like, "Yeah." 
And he was like, you and Uncle Chris both sleep in that bed? And I was like, well, it's a pretty big bed. And then he thought for a second. And then he looked at me kind of conspiratorially. And he said, oh, all right. You and Uncle Chris are best friends. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was very sweet and funny. Oh, right. You and Uncle Chris are best friends. (laughs) So you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God, That's so sweet. I know. They're very sweet. They're very sweet kids. Um, okay, so so that's the so that's like the the lore behind Bloody Mary, but okay. this is the crazy part, and this is why I actually brought this up, is that um, uh, so my husband Chris told me the story that uh, I was out of town, he was he was at home uh, in the apartment alone for a long period of time, and he was kind of slowly being driven crazy by a very intense music project he was working on, and he had read this thing on Reddit that if you go into a dark bathroom and light a candle and stare at yourself in the mirror for like a minute straight that your brain breaks and you start to hallucinate what you're seeing in the mirror. And I think what he described it as was like, it was as though his face was melting, like not in a gory way, but just like his face was warping and melting and, you know, and what kind of candle was he holding? Was it like a Yankee candle? I'm sure we have a lot. I'm, I'm outing myself in a new way here. We have a lot of sort of autumnal scented candles. Yeah. Kind of like apple pie. We do have a, we have a huge pumpkin spice one. Mm -hmm. Um, We have like walk in the woods, whatever that means. Um, So, but there's an explanation for it. So in the Wikipedia uh, uh, page, there's this, there's this part that says phenomenon explained. Um, And it's a thing called Troxler's fading uh, or uh, self hypnosis. Yes. Um, so staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period of time can cause one to hallucinate. Facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate, while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. Oh. Giovanni Caputo, I was going to say like of Long Island, of the University of Urbino, writes that this phenomenon, which he calls the strange face illusion, I, I feel like I have the strange face illusion every day. Like, this is, this is me? Huh. Okay. I didn't think so. Um, But it's believed to be a consequence of disassociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently unidentifiable way. Um, And yeah, the other, the other possible explanations of the phenomenon include, as we mentioned before, Troxler's fading and self-hypnosis, which somehow that does not improve, that does not make me feel better about doing it. That's scary. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Um, it doesn't make me feel better about doing it because also why would our brains do that to us? Is it because we're not supposed to know what we look like? Um, probably. I do think it's also like ghosts are real and it's like opening a portal. Mm-hmm. Probably. Right. And it's definitely Mary Queen of Scots. I would uh, imagine being Mary Queen of Scots and then being like at the beck and call of teenagers everywhere every night. Oh, yeah. It's like getting uh, like – a group text notifications when you're not actively engaging with <laughs> I it. I know. Oh, my God. Christ. Speaking of which, I I am on a group text for a restaurant in Florida that I've never heard of and never <gasps> been to and I've certainly never worked at. Um, but they're constantly being like, hey, I need someone to cover the 5 o'clock shift. And I have messaged back. Every, I mean, I get, I get texts constantly. And I've messaged back an infinite number of times being like, hey, I think I'm on here by mistake. I don't have any of these numbers in my phone. I don't know what this restaurant is. And I've never been to your town. And they will not take me off. Is it an iMessage? No, it's a green green one. So you can't leave it? I can't leave it. And it feels like a hell in and of itself. And then like – and now I'm in this position where (laughs) – 
I was about to like send a like a very direct one being like, hey, please take me off this. There's clearly someone else who's not getting these messages. Um, but I felt I couldn't do that because um, when someone – when like I'm guessing the manager <clears throat> asked for like who could cover a 7 o'clock shift, someone responded like, um, my parents got into a car accident and they're both in the hospital not right now. I can't do it. And I was like, oh. And then everyone responded lie. like, I'm so sorry, Lara. Um, and I felt like I should have texted, like, I hope everything's okay, but can you take me off? No. But I'm just sitting with it now. But I will, I am kind of tempted to like send a message next time I go and being like, did you guys hear the news that the restaurant's haunted? Or like, I can't believe they found that neutrino. Is that what it, is that what those giant rats are called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, like the ones you see people holding on like a big... Uh, yeah. Alec is writing on a post-it without having to Google. <laughs> this is amazing. A nutria. Wow. That's Thank a big you, rat. Alec. That's okay. a giant rat. Yeah. That's what Ladybird is. <laughs> she nutria. Wow. She went to nutrier. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, nu- if nutrier's if nutrier's mascot is not a nutria. It definitely isn't. Oh, God. The nutria nutrias. <laughs> oh, my God. Too much. Um, okay, so going back. So your husband is by himself. Yes. He does this with a, a pumpkin spice walk in the woods autumn candle. Yep. He sees his face melt, and then what? He just and then knowing like Chris is very Chris is a very scientifically curious person. Knowing him, he probably then Googled it for a long time and was like, "What's going on with my brain?" And then he has all the terms to describe it that I don't remember. Um, but he was not scared. Like he was not like he was not like this. It was as though he was looking at like the space station going by or something. No. Whereas for me, I would be like, I am forever harmed. Yeah, I'm very mentally ill, and I come from a long line of people who are very mentally ill. There's mm-hmm. a, like there's two different murder suicides in my lineage, <sighs> and like I uh, will never do any kind of hallucinogen because I know I'd stay crazy. Yeah. And like if I did this, I would have to go live at the hospital like for sure. forever. Yeah, I feel. I feel much the same way. I also will not take hallucinogens because um, I I had a very I, – I was under – I had a surgery that took nine hours. So I had to take a very like heavy yeah. sedative yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was a kid. And um, the fan, the like hallucination I had, thank God it ended up on like an okay side. But it was so great that I was like that was my one good experience. And I will not – like it You'd was like that – You would like it too much. I, as soon as I went under – I remember I remember hearing the doctor say, Andrew, do you like milkshake? And then the word just never ended. It just became an infinite A. Um, and then I'm suddenly running through a gorgeous desert at sunset. And I'm running, holding hands in a long line, a long chain of Muppets as far as the eye can see in either direction. And we're running at superhuman speeds. And I look to my left. And it's the old man Muppet from The Great Muppet Caper who, say, who says, like, somebody's checking in. And he looked at me dead in the eyes and says, ready? And I said, yes. And then we took off and we flew over this desert into the sunset. And the Muppets all joined in a circle and we were spinning around. And they were singing to me the song Susie Q. Um, and then we all let go at the same time and I flew backwards and I landed into like a very luxurious bed and there were um, like angels with surgical masks on, but like 1950s hairstyles like pompadours and like 
beehives and very kind of like grease. This is all Burning Man. Yeah. You're describing it. And then they parted ways and it was just Big Bird sitting cross-legged on a chair looking at me. <laughs> no, and no, no. then And I just stared at Big Bird. And then my parents say when I woke up, I was in a children's hospital. And when I woke up, I was just staring at this painting of Big Bird on the wall. <laughs> um, and yeah. So I kind of feel like it's not going to get any better than that. I think it's rude to have a picture of Big Bird, like a bird with giant eyes that's human-sized in a room where you give children uh, Sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's rude. I – yeah, I I just – I feel like after that, it was so wonderful and so calming that um, if I took a a hallucinogenic drug now, it would just be like – a skull like screaming at me that, you know, I'm not who I say I am. Yeah. You know, like I feel like that would be the right. one time I had surgery was for my wisdom teeth. And apparently on the way out, uh, I saw uh, who I thought was a man, but turned out to be a 15 year old boy. And I said, mom, he's hot. Give him my number. <laughs> and then the nurse said to my mom, well, at least, you know, she's not a heroin addict. Oh, it took me like an hour and a half to wake up. God, wait, what does that even mean? Like that I was so affected by the okay. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, see, that I I feel like the one – yeah, that's the only hallucinogenic experience I've, I've had. So I'm, I, I certainly don't want to open myself up to any more of those. I um, had something – I smoked too much weed one time. I think this was back like – I mean, I don't do anything anymore because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I can't. Because uh, I'm fun. Uh, but I – it was like early enough on in my life that I'd like smoked weed but never really gotten high. And I was at a friend's party and I just kept smoking because I was like, I don't feel anything. And I was like, milkshake. Like that was the moment <laughs> for me. It's like uh, – and I couldn't feel any part of my body. Like I would put my hand on a table and I would in my brain know what the table felt like but oh, I couldn't no. feel it in my hand. And everything was sort of moving like stop motion a little bit, oh, um, which I think I damaged the motor cortex part of my brain. Uh, but then I started – I would like look at stuff and I could see if it was it or not. Like if it was a part of this vision that I kept having that was somewhere between like uh, my dad's college like pharmacy school portrait and SpongeBob SquarePants and like <sighs> a bunch of other things. So I was just sitting on the side of the bathtub and I felt myself sort of lift up and like – kind of float backwards in a slow circle like over the curtain rod and I was just pointing at things going that's it that's not it that's it that's not it and then I uh, made my friend Tommy Nelms tell me a story about his nieces and I kept saying faster you have to say faster you have to say faster so it was just gonna be like one time my niece had a party (laughs) (laughs) wow Tommy Nelms what an accommodating guy sweet guy oh my god yeah I Something I'm realizing as we're talking about all this. Oh, but I'm so sorry. That is the first night that I had an Amy's frozen burrito and it wasn't cooked all the way through on the inside. And now I buy them all the time. Wow. See, I think Amy's – like I have had many at Amy's frozen burrito and I stopped because one time I ate one. And I oh, no. then was throwing out the wrapper. I can't know this. And it, it, it was just that the wrapper, it was a four-year-old. Like, it had expired four years ago. <laughs> and But I it did not taste at all strange at all. Yeah. And so I was like, something is something is wrong. In my mind, if you freeze something, you can eat it forever. That's kind of how I I had feel. chicken cutlets from 2011 in my freezer last year when I moved. <laughs> and my dad was like, I'm throwing these out. <laughs> and you were like, wait. I could put it in slow cooker. Yeah. Um, which you shouldn't do. I just found out. You shouldn't you slow should not cook put anything? frozen oh. meat in a slow cooker. 
Th- it'll that's explode? a true scary story. No, it just it will sit at room temperature for hours and hours and hours. And it's like it's like because it will you know it's such a low temperature that it will just sit at like a hundred degrees. Oh, for, and then it won't. It'll get bacteria. Yeah. Um, Shit. Yeah. There's a lot of I. I was once told this is another sort of scary story. One time I was doing a show in Philadelphia, and um, we were doing it in the basement of a condo building. Mm-hmm. And uh, on our way up after a show one night, there was a guy named. Attila. And he was like, I'm being deployed tomorrow, but I'm having a goodbye party if you guys want to come over. And we were all like 22 and like, sure. So we go over and I was with I was with our friend Eric Mercado. Wait, where was this? This was in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, right, right, Underground right. Arts. Yes. Which is a great, uh, a great venue in Philadelphia. Um, and we go over to this party and um, Attila was there and it was like such a weird mix of people. It was very much kind of like a Rosemary's Baby party where it was like a disparate – group of like much older people who are very kind of suggestive and just like how did all these people come together please submit strong looks <laughs> and um and Attila was like I'm so glad you guys came and he gave me and Eric each uh, a grilled chicken sandwich and we both bit into it and it had just been seared on the outside and was completely raw on the inside <laughs> and we had just swallowed it and it was like Attila. so hot in this party and Eric and I looked at each other as like, this is a waking nightmare. And we left and we we're like, I mean, we have food poisoning. Like there's no way we don't have food poisoning. We got back to our apartment and our friend Evan Watkins was like, oh, just drink um, vodka because the alcohol in it will kill whatever. No. Which – and for we were 22, so we had a big old thing, a blueberry vodka in the fridge. And God. I don't like I don't like that. You I were still keeping it, it in the fridge. You didn't even know to put it in the freezer. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. This is, that's twenty two. Yeah. And so we drank that, and then I did not get food poisoning. So I thought that was real, and then I told someone that, and I was made a fool of. Oh my god. Um, I will say that uh, one time I had a fever for a month because <laughs> I was also twenty two, <laughs> and um, it like it was some virus that wasn't mono. Like I ended up having to go to the hospital at some point. But I went to a music festival with a friend on Governor's Island that was called Hard NYC. Um, and it was a nightmare, but, uh, I was outside all day and, um, I had a cold and felt a little feverish. So I drank tequila so that I would, <gasps> and then I felt better. And I was like, yeah, it's like killing the germs. Oh my God. It's like, I mean, ugh. it sounds so silly. And yet also I'm like, right. Why wouldn't that work? I mean, like, these, alcohol kills germs. It all goes back to like the stories we tell each other that are maybe based <laughs> in reality that aren't true. That I like, know. maybe there's some phenomena that it's based in. That, Anna, the way in which you wrangled this back in is so admirable. Something I'm realizing, and I think it will be revealing about this whole podcast Mm -hmm. that I I must say, is that I'm realizing that you and I are drawn to scary things, but we don't like, like, like we like scary things in theory. Yeah. But in the moment, we're like, I hate this. My favorite thing is ghosts, and I can't watch ghosts because then ghosts be in my house <laughs> at night. Uh, I always stay in little, like, bungalow Airbnbs when I'm out yeah, here, scary. which are my favorite, and they're absolutely terrifying. And, like, it's just every room is a big square, and, like, there's endless hallway or just, like, scary you can see every room. Yeah. From, yeah, and also houses in L.A., not a ton of, like, uh, blinds or curtains. No, very exposed. Very bizarre. As an East Coaster, I don't mm. appreciate that. But um, I all I wanted to do – last night we had an option of what to watch. We ended up watching Congo, which we did watch- <laughs> is a whole other podcast. I have a thousand yeah, things to say about Congo. I know. But, um, um, if you want to hear more about Congo, please let us know and we'll do a special Please episode. let us know. Amy Good Gorilla. <laughs> Um, tickle Amy. Tickle Amy, Tickle Amy. Um, but yeah. uh, we, we could have watched Gothica, which I would have loved. 
but, there, but it, it there's ghosts. ghosts. And I can't be in a ghost in a house. Yeah. Because the last time I was here, I watched Gerald's Game, which I need to talk about. I Maybe we'll take another episode to talk about Gerald's Game. Yeah. Um, which is uh, Stephen No. Yeah, Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, Stephen King. It ghosts. It's by the same people who did Haunting of Hill House. And uh, right. it's very scary. And I did think about that for um, uh, just about seven months. Be scared of that in my house. And this is where I think we're right for that. Like, we're not. I feel like there is a type of there's a type of scary podcast in which it's like people who are like I love gore and torture and I put a hostel on at my Christmas party. Yeah, we're gonna play like a nine one one call of someone like getting murdered by an animal. I don't want that. I think that we are two people who are willing to face our fears with you, our audience. Yes, we're very spooked, but we like that scary feel, and the scary feel always happened because we are cowards. Woo! Um, how do you think our first urban legisode went? I think it went really well. <laughs> too. Thank you for researching that. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you, Wikipedia.org. Thank God for Wikipedia. I try to donate all the time because I, I use it for truly everything. As soon as I had any sort of money, and I don't. But I yeah. do donate a dollar at Wikipedia probably about once a month, which this is that's the worst brag I've ever I've ever said. Oh my god. Yeah, that's you're gonna, not admirable. You're gonna be at sexy parties now. Right. Up in big white houses. It's like saying I hold I hold doors. Um <laughs> and then I grumble when they don't say thank you. Doing truly the bare minimum. Um but this was so fun. This was really fun. Uh, um, Please do let us know, like, what other urban legends you you all are interested in um, or if there's stuff you feel like we should know about or if there's stuff where you're like, you got it totally wrong, Wikipedia savaged, you know, the history of, of Bloody Mary. If you are a scientist, if you're a folklorist, please write in. Also, uh, I think this episode at some point could be a catch-all for, like, either urban legends from your hometown, mm-hmm. um, ghost stories from your summer camp, or, like— uh, if you have real life ghost stories, my favorite things to Love hear. Love that. Yeah, I'll always be mad at our friend Max Rubin for we were telling <sighs> scary stories at Nick Packard's wedding, yes. and he told a very long scary was... story that was very underwhelming, and then he <laughs> revealed that it was made up. And I, I've never seen people be more. I mean, I was busy getting. Uh, permanently so drunk that I was drunk forever, but uh, everyone was really mad at Max. Yeah, it's it's funny because Max is such a, our friend Max is a very good storyteller, but like about five drinks in, it. I mean, who is a good storyteller five drinks in? Um, but yeah, that people really turned I on I feel him. like it was a misdemeanor if you're going to tell a story that long and then reveal it wasn't even real. Yeah, drunk wedding guests do not like uh, do not like a story being told as though it's real. Although, do you remember the story Bowen told? No. <laughs> so Bowen, I think, trying to save us all from from <laughs> you know more long drunk stories, told us, to begin telling scary Fire Island stories. <laughs> uh, no, I was definitely in bed with a bottle of white wine at this point. <laughs> Um, let's have Bowen on and he can tell us scary Please. Fire Island Oh my God, that's so um, funny. You know, this was so fun. This is so good. So please send us your stories. Yeah. Uh, the email and social will be in the show notes. Reach out, get involved, like yeah, us. We I, implore you. Yes, let, let's let's all scare each other. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, Alec. Thank you, Alec. Woo. And Ladybird's asleep. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.